The following podcast contains adult themes, explicit content, and controversial ideas. Viewer discretion is advised. This is Mind Raid with the Koch Brothers. Mind Raid episode 13, uh, we're going to talk about the paranormal, we're going deep, uh, I think next episode, bro, we'll do conspiracy theories, and what I'd like to do is I'd like to get actual conspiracy theories, because now people are la- labeling people conspiracy theorists, and it's like a kooky thing, but the yeah. truth is, so many conspiracies come true, Yeah, and they're, some of them are probably coming true right now at this very it, Or time. in weeks, and yeah. Um, but paranormal, so we talked about in past episodes, uh, unsolved mysteries, and when the when I was a kid and Unsolved Mysteries used to come on, mm-hmm. part of the stories were ghost stories. Mm-hmm. And man, when I was a kid, it scared, it scared the, the shit, shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Because at that point in time when I was a kid, I didn't have a lot of perspective. I was like, ghosts are definitely real. Mm-hmm. My grandma told me some shit about a ghost in Omaha and plates flying off the walls. I hadn't formed a lot of human experience yet. I hadn't looked at things objectively for very long. So that the idea of that realm, the spirit realm or ghosts was pretty scary yeah um what do you think from as a kid what did you think about ghosts did you want to believe in ghosts i wanted to but i well and i you know i feel like uh, you know the past episode we talked about ufo abductions it's one of those things that i never believed in it i never believed in it but i also never had anything happen happen yeah, yeah, yeah. you know so but the same thing, like when I'd watch shit like that, it would it'd creep me out. It was creepy, you know? The unknown, you really don't know what the fuck's going Make on. Make you feel like eyes were on you. Right, like right, somebody could right, be watching. right. Um, so as a kid, I was kind of, you know, I, I was kind of, I had friends. I had Anthony tell me a story that was, was crazy, you know? But for me, paranormal, it's something that I feel like would have to happen to me. Like yeah. I'd have to experience it and be like, okay, to be a believer, something, something's going on. So, um, back in the day, my grandma, your grandma, Lois, who you didn't really know. Um, she told me that she had this experience at our uncle Dave's house in, uh, or Janie's house in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure it's either Janie or Dave. I forget, but that things would, you know, fly off the wall and plates would drop off for no apparent reason. And you'd hear footsteps and shit. All the, Typical cookie cutter phantasm shit you hear. Yeah. And the way that she told me was terrifying because I wasn't used to hearing my grandmother talk about such things. Right, right. So now looking back on it, it was almost like she was telling me and adding her own little flair and zest to it to instill some kind of fear. Fear in you. Wonder in me, you know. Mm -hmm. And... um, thinking about where she was at in her place of life, she very well may have wanted to believe in ghosts. Yeah. Uh, you know, she was a member of, she was religious. She was a Catholic. And I think she wanted to believe, and she comes from a conservative background where doubt was not encouraged. Oh, right. Um, but after she passed away, I had a couple nightmares about her specifically, which I've talked about on the podcast and they, they were strong enough that I was eight 
and I remember them to this day, mm-hmm. crystal clear, mm-hmm. which is atypical. But um, I had a dream one time, or I'm not sure if it was a dream, but I woke up in the bunk beds. You remember the bunk beds yep. on 254? Yeah. So yep. uh, it was some time a few days after, and she had told me in this speaking about the phantasm in Nebraska yeah. that she had woke up and heard breathing over her ear and she was in bed there was nobody there so like she heard this breathing and like that scared the shit out of me i was like oh my god somebody was breathing in my ear like i'd be terrified and so that stuck with me and a few days after she passed away i remember waking up or having a dream that was very real that i woke up in my bed and i heard this breathing behind me and i've since seen this recreated in a movie and it was actually pretty scary thinking about it again but i woke up and i heard this breathing and it didn't sound like my breathing or it didn't sound like it was quite in pace and i like held my breath and i could still hear this breathing and uh terrified Mm -hmm. absolutely terrified solid couldn't move didn't want to move now i don't know if it was a dream that i was having that seemed incredibly real or an actual experience but Something that somebody told me in some documentary I was watching sometime made a lot of sense. People can hallucinate. Mm-hmm. The power of the mind is incredibly strong. Yeah. There are some people that have dreams that seem actually incredibly real or night terrors, but, mm-hmm. they're, but they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the mind, especially a traumatized mind, probably has the ability to project things that seem incredibly real that aren't really real. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, that was the only experience that I ever had that I would chalk under paranormal. And I couldn't even validate now if it was an actual experience or just a very vivid, terrifying nightmare. Right, right. Um, I've since, you know, watching these unsolved mysteries and stuff, terrified of this as I grew and I experienced loss and I experienced death and I experienced some of these things. I really threw out the idea of conscious phantasms yeah. and ghosts. Mm-hmm. I educated myself on certain things. I, uh, you know, tried to study as much as I possibly could about what happens when you die and what this person's belief is when you die and all this stuff. And I just didn't buy that when you die, you in World War II clothing just floats around. around in World War II clothing if you're a phantasm. Right. Like if you're that kind of uh, entity fashion probably wouldn't matter that much. Mm. Facial recognition probably wouldn't matter that much. Probably just being there Mm. would be enough without, Mm. you know what I mean? I I started experiencing huge amounts of doubt in this as an early age. And then by the time I was a teenager, I just flat out did not believe in this shit really anymore at all. Yeah. Um, Which was kind of shift because I always believed in UFOs. I always believed there was something out there. Still Mm. do. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I always believed the government was full of shit. It was then, still and it still is, and I still do. But phantasms and ghosts, as I educated myself about religion and science and all this stuff, they kind of—I just kind of went—I don't—I don't, I just don't buy it. Mm-hmm. I think that I don't have any real diehard proof. I only have witness testimonial that's like I was standing there, and then there was just a woman. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I right. need more than that. Right. Did you get a picture of the phantasm? Right. We now have camera phones. Yeah. All over the place. High definition. No phantasms. Mm-hmm. Right? And if there is anything sketchy, people are like, oh, that's a hair. Yeah. I can tell. Well, and I, you know, one thing I noticed too, um, you know, I don't, because I go, the more with afterlife and the more, 
the more I think of it and try to piece things together. I You really don't know what fucking happens when you die. You know, you, you just don't know. But also with extraterrestrials, all this other shit going on, we're talking multiple dimensions. We're talking about interdimensional beings that could be there and you just don't know that they're there, right? Things are happening. So, I mean, there's a lot of different variables. But my idea, going back to how strong the human mind is, I notice that a lot of these people that experience paranormal stuff want to believe in paranormal things. Yeah. Right? Um, paranormal hunters hunt. So they're, when you're told, oh, this place is haunted, super haunted, yeah. when you go into it, your senses yeah. are in heightened. Your brain is looking for, for something. It's, and we're not going into this with all the lights on. No. No. We're going into an intentionally sensory deprived environment. Right. Where our hearing is going to perk up, our sight is going to perk, we can't see anything, we're robbed of our senses. Yeah. Yeah. And I just feel like it, the mind, I think the mind does play tricks. When you when you expect something, you might turn something that ordinary. If 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 I were to take you, put you into a haunted house and tell you, "Oh, it's just a house." You know, I think most people one experience shit. Not really. You know, I don't think you, you're going to hear creaks, moans, just like I do at my house. Yep. You know, shit happens. Um, now, if you tell those people, those same people, okay, this is a haunted house, really haunted, some bad shit went here. You plan They go scene. in there, anything they hear, they're going to interpret as right. something there, right? right? So Slight. I think, and, and I think... Um, the I power think, of suggestion. Right, right, yeah. right. So I think that has a big, big influence. Absolutely. On, and it, most of the people that I've noticed that have had these paranormal things, very religious, um, you know, or want to be scared. They want to believe in something. Yes. They like that. You know, you go to a haunted house because you want to get scared. Yeah. So you, you want to interpret things as if there's something there when really probably isn't. Yeah, the more you know. I the more I look, the less I find. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's, I think you're right. I think people that that see these, they want to believe in this so bad, or they might. It could also, and I think oftentimes, absolutely, is just people trying to get attention. Yeah. Oh, I saw this, and that makes me special. I mean, there it's it's completely plausible. If you don't really feel that special about yourself, and you might be able to get a lot of attention by saying you saw some shit, mm -hmm. you know that some of that is that. Yeah. But um, there's no proof. There's no conclusive proof. Uh, you're, you're right. In your observation, I feel that most of these people are religious. Most of these people are potentially afraid of death and want to believe that something happens after death. Mm -hmm. But then we don't have any conclusive proof whatsoever. Right. And uh, we've, we know that if you set this suggestion, the seed of suggestion in somebody's mind, and then you, you put them into an environment where now their mind and the negativity bias in their mind that's a part of human evolution. Mm -hmm. Now they go into this stage to going, that creek mm -hmm. is not just a creek. It's mm -hmm. not just a house settling or the wind blowing and shifting the frame of the house. That's a ghost. Mm -hmm. Because they told me. Because now my mind is already building the big bag boogeyman and usually it's just a lack of light. Right. When you take somebody's light and you cut it down and you can't, they can't see, 90% of people's sensory input is visual because yeah. you see shit. Yeah. You take that away and all of a sudden your ears hear things that it, they wouldn't have paid any attention to oh, right. before. 
This right. is well documented. Mm-hmm. Your sense of smell even. Yeah. Your sense of touch over your skin, the organ that is your skin that has all these sensory. When a cold draft hits you, you interpret it as something different than right. a cold draft. It could also and most likely be not a spirit from the ether, but just a cold draft. Yeah. And your mind makes it up. There's a, a show that talked about this, how um, most of these things can be tracked down and explained to very obvious events. Yeah. Other things are harder, but one of them was um, this guy who was freaking out about this uh, lamp that would start moving and acting erratically or something. Finds out it has bad wiring in it. <clears throat> it's old. Yeah. And it's located right by a vent. Yeah. So the vent blows on it and shakes this light and it shorts out and shorts in and shorts out and shorts in. He's thinking because it's in the middle of the night and this thing starts shorting out and shorting in and wreck that there's spirits in there. It's just fucking vent. Mm-hmm. It's a vent, but your mind is creating the boogeyman in it. Well, and, and now you're go- taking that where to your neighbor. Right. Something's well, going on. Well, even even the the cold the cold draft because that's the thing that happens right when there's spirits. Cold draft. That's what we've been told. That's what we've been told. But also, you got to think about it. Whenever you get scared, what happens when you get scared? Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Yep. Right. So the the way your mind interprets things has effects on your body. Yeah. So um, the cold draft thing, I I'm like you know you're scared. You you watch you watch you watch these shows though, and they'll be like, "This is a clear sign that there's some kind of paranoia." Is it, or are you just saying that? Is it just a cold draft? I, I hate to say it, but I'm gonna use <laughs> South Park again. There's a South, South Park. Park gets all the bro. Play. They got it. Like, they don't fund South, us. South Park they don't is fund like, us. yeah. You'd think I'm like getting paid by the fuckers, but the, I feel like I need to talk to Trey Parker and what uh, Corey something, whatever his name is, because these motherfuckers are spot on with what we think. Because they do an Pub- episode on those the paranormal hunters, and they go in. And they're like, oh, what was that? What was that? You hear that? Oh, I pick it up and say. And then, there's a point where a guy gets scared, and he's like. I feel something running down my leg and they got that night vision and, and there's like, and he's pants. pissing. He's like, I don't know. It's warm. It's warm. Oh my God. It's going to the floor. What is it? What is it? He's pissing himself. But I think, I think a lot of it is just in heightened. People go in heightened. You know, I hear of these, uh, someone was telling me recently of like this haunted prison. There's some haunted prison pretty close to here. Yeah. Like super, super haunted. That and everybody that goes there is like, oh my god, dude! It's like, and I'm curious. Oh, really? I want to go, because one, it's an old abandoned fucking prison. Mm-hmm. Prison's already it's old prison, so it's not clean, not yeah. cleansy. There's gonna be some shit. It's all metal, so there's gonna be clinking. There's gonna be clanking. Yeah. You know, um, little rats scurrying around. Right, right. But like I said, these places that are haunted, they're they're given that label. If you, there is no other reason for you to go there unless you want to see some shit. Right. Right. So when you go there, your mind's going to start turning. As soon as you step in, you're going to be like, whoa. Your mind will fill in the blanks. Right. 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 And there's so many if it's dark. Mm-hmm. You don't see any of these people. You don't see paranormal investigators typically going out in the middle of the day to these people <laughs> in well-light environments are like, oh, I definitely feel some It's always here. at night. It's always at night because that takes away some of your senses and it gives you a heightened sense of something. It gives you a reason to chase echoes in the dark or mm-hmm. run from echoes in the dark, but to be excited and to be t- tantalated. 
the thing is we're not speaking on this because we don't have experience in this. We're speaking on this because we do have experience with this. And I I feel like we've told this story, but I don't think we have. I don't think we have. Not on this, but this is, this is worth it. This is one of those life experiences that's absolutely worth it. So there is a haunted place and we're going to cap this podcast with a special challenge. So you just wait. There was a haunted school and there was a group of paranormal investigators. Um, these paranormal investigators, they invited two celebrity uh, accomplices on their trip to Farrar High School. Is that what it's called? Farrar, Farrar School. Did you ever look anything up on it? No. No. <laughs> we, should, we should. Anyways, uh, we get there. We're two hours late. <laughs> we don't take this thing seriously at all. Well, it was it was a it was like just a spur of the moment because they invited me and I forgot that I said yes. I'm like, I remember just telling Keone and Kojo, I was like, you guys want to go do this thing? Like, we ain't got anything. <laughs> yes. Are you got, kidding? We ain't got anything better to do. What was it? Two hour drive? An hour and a half, two hours. Hour and a half, yep. two hour drive. So I invite. I'm like, fuck it. I invite my buddy Wes now. <laughs> I invite my buddy Wes now. On this side, me and Keone are similar. Wes, I don't know what to think about Wes. And after the fact, Wes told me, he's like, dude, honestly, I was super fucking sketched out going there. Like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to do it. But he's like, I kind of felt like I'd be a bitch if I didn't. So yeah, go ahead. But they, 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 they invited us. And then who was the other? So Eric was the one celebrity. The other celebrity is uh, an Iowa star, Timmy Dwight. Tim Dwight, uh, if you're from Iowa, you know who Tim Dwight is. He played in the NFL. Um, I believe he ran a touchdown back in the uh, Super Bowl. Stud runner, super fast, cool guy. Um, Timmy D is there with his phone. He's looking at his phone. We've reached a breach in the action. Eric's shown up about two hours late. (laughs) And Timmy D's been there the whole time. The whole damn time. And Eric walks in and he goes, guys, sorry I'm late. You got two hours. <laughs> yeah. You got two hours, man. I got to get out of here. And you got to imagine, like, this is a drive, and we're out in the middle of nowhere. And Timmy Dwight emerges from the shadows with his bedazzled jeans on. And he goes, yeah, guys, two hours. Two hours for me, too. I got to go. Timmy Dwight did not want to be at Ferrara School in the middle of the night. Um, but we started going about their trip throughout this haunted playground. Yeah. They brought out some device that they had fashioned. Uh, first of all, they told us in the place that we were sitting, a girl had allegedly hung herself. Yeah. A student? Now, a student did in the cafeteria. Now, the yeah. first thing that I say logically to myself is, allegedly? If so somebody, a, if a girl hangs herself in the middle of the cafeteria, it's going to be public record. Probably <laughs> people are going to remember that one. It's not going to be a legend, no <laughs> speculation. But anyways, she turns on what only can be described as a radio scanner mm-hmm. that scans through radios intermittently radio stations and picks up one second of audio and then transfers to the other one. And what do they do? They start barking questions into this device. Yep. Weren't we in... Yeah, we are in the cafeteria. Cafeteria or the boiler room or some shit. Or was it a gym? No. I think it was like a gym or a cafeteria or they used it as a cafeteria. They did that back in the day. But um, they start 
they put this thing on and they're like, are you here? And one of the answers during this thing, this random shit was maybe. And they're like, well, was that a maybe? They got really excited. They're like, I think that I heard a maybe there. And, and Wes was like, <laughs> That's no, fun. that was Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> it was the song. There'd be static. Maybe. And you could identify what the song was. The song was overplayed at the time. But they were trying to insinuate to us, the viewing audience. That they were talking. And the people that otherwise would be terrified, by the way. Mm -hmm. If we were people off the street and we didn't know and we weren't kind of from this personality type, we might buy into all this shit. Oh my God. The ghosts made Carly Rae Jepsen play on this radio station at this specific time. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't. We didn't, didn't buy, buy it. it. Didn't buy it. We didn't buy it. Didn't so, buy it. you're the you're the t- the tough UFC fighter that they're gonna break. What what was what was the other thing with the flashlight? Didn't they have a thing with a flashlight or something? Oh, the flashlight Putting it down on the a... flashlight. That this flashlight sometimes picks up stuff. No, it's got a short in it. It's got a short in oh, it. Oh, it, it shorts. It flickers. It like flickers, that doesn't right? mean shit. Okay, like, yeah. It, that doesn't. That literally doesn't mean shit. You're not showing me anything. Yeah, that's if a this ch- light. If this light starts levitating and moving around, you yeah, got my. Got Th- this is a cheap piece of shit light that I would expect if I had in my toolkit would also flicker like a piece of shit plastic, <laughs> shitty flashlight. Okay, so, so yeah. Without so. being too crass, again, <laughs> this whole thing seems like a business model to scare people out of their wits in the middle of nowhere and make them go, "Oh yeah, we heard them say some shit. We didn't buy it." Eric was tasked as the, the tough UFC fighter that they were trying to break to go up into the principal's office. Where he molested, maybe? Molested kids? Molested, tortured, murdered. What it, it was all alleged. They never proved it. And knowing what we know about some schools, this very well could, could be have been the case. It could have been the case. But um, the principal's office was the most haunted place in the whole thing. Now, now before this, I think, I didn't say much, but I think what I said they took as smug. They thought I was like calling them out because I was, I, I think I was, I think they asked something like, so what do you think? And I'm like, eh. Do you want to go to the principal's and office? And they go, oh, you want to, you want to, they're, they're like, well, I this think, guy thinks no, he's pretty big I think, shit. I think they said something about the principal's office and I'm like, well, why aren't we going there? And they kind of looked at each other and like, <laughs> <laughs> this guy right, wants right. to go to the principal's office. Go to the principal's office. office. So I'm like. The okay. Prince. I literally go, okay. The principal will tear you to and, shreds. And they, they laughed about it and they're like, okay, if you if you're if you really think you can handle it, you can be up there by yourself. You wanna go up there by yourself? And I go, sure. Yep. Point the way. <laughs> so imagine this. Me and Timmy Dwight and my future wife Kojo and one Wesley Gast sit down in command center. Outside, I'm literally looking at him. Yeah. Watching my brother sit in a room by himself. They had night vision cameras. They had on night vision, and they were streaming him onto the inner. Hopefully, they don't get mad at us. We might need their help for an upcoming <laughs> podcast. But they were streaming Eric live on the internet, and to their horror, Eric fell asleep on the principal's desk after about 20 minutes. He was sitting up there and just waiting, and he put his head down and he fell asleep. I don't know if somebody had to wake him up, but it was an anticlimactic event. We laughed all the way home. And well, well, after that, too, 
um, because they woke me up and I came back. I came downstairs, and they they made the claim like normally there's so much activity up there. You didn't get any activity, and I was like, oh. guess the principal was scared of me. <laughs> Fucking rolled out. <laughs> but I mean, like. There was no activity. There was some noises because there was some bugs flying around. And it's around an old building. Some, right. It's a cre- got creeks. It had like the old school like wood floored like yeah. that. I mean, even our old house before Dad changed the floors. Yeah, creek. If creek, you creek. and if here's the thing, you're cutting out all noise. Yeah. You don't have TVs buzzing. And I was in pitch black. Playing. Yeah, it's bl- it's darkness. Right? There's no noise. So the, the likelihood of your mind to race and fill in the gaps and fill in with wonder and fear is there. Mm-hmm. But we're aware of what all that stuff is. And uh, when I went into that school, it, there was some interest of, oh, this is, a kind of, this is a cool thing that we'll be able to talk about at some point. This is a cool experience. Maybe there will be some kind of experience here that will make me think differently. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't go into it thinking, oh, bullshit. I went into it like, this is cool. Well, I've never had the chance to go into a haunted place. So I was like, and this is what I was saying. I've never had that experience. I was always a skeptic because I never had that experience. So when I did this, I'm like, maybe, maybe I'll see some shit. You know? Nope. We didn't see anything. Um, there, were, there were people that... Where did we go? We went into a basement. A Rem- boil, uh, the, boiler the boiler room. room because the boiler. that's when they were mad. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, for sure there's going to be stuff down here. We went down there. <laughs> Stage three. We need to take them to the boiler room. There was a point we all looked at Like we were all in the circle and we all just looked at each other. Yeah. Waiting for something to happen. Didn't we sit on the... We, we sat on some chairs down there and asked questions. And yeah. there wasn't shit. Yeah. Yeah. We were like, just bring it. There were times during this thing where me and Kojo kind of just skipped through the halls. <laughs> In the middle of like darkness, we're like, can we just? They're like, yeah, I guess so. Just we just roaming. like we just roaming around, and they lost us. They're like, guys, guys, where are you at? I'm like, no, nah, I'm checking some shit <laughs> out. Like, if, if there's any ghosts, they're not gonna follow you guys around. Yeah, and uh, nothing. And so, um, it's you know, it's hard for me to get behind the idea that uh, phantasms or conscious spiritual entities just float around. There is something that has to lend credence to the idea that there are really bad energies right and really toxic energies and i feel like on potentially an imperceptible level or an uh, directly imperceptible level that we can't use our our base senses to to find right that when things happen in really really horrible places uh, things of great gravity, things like the Holocaust, things like the killing fields and things like that, you get a feeling. Right. Right? This feeling of eeriness or this feeling of uh, negativity because of the, the toxicity of the energy that exists there. I think that idea, the idea of negativity and, and horror and anger and pain and suffering being uh, almost magnetically imprinted on yeah. an area, that makes more sense to me. Yeah. Than just a soul kind of wandering around, well, and, and waiting to be absolved. Or what what my question always was was, how many people have died? How many people are gonna die? How many people existed? You mean to tell me <laughs> they're all just like, and not, yeah, roaming around? And not only that, why? 
if I was a spirit, unless I, there was no other option, why the fuck am I going to just float around in this haunted school for the rest of my consciousness? Well, I can answer that on behalf of the, the ghost chasers. The, the haunted souls have some unfinished business. Now, and come, what business like, is going to be finished? Come there on. No... Like, you, you, they're so haunted in life that they can't actually just go die. And yeah. like be, that doesn't make, there's no logical explanation for that. There are some religions that try to explain this away as some kind of purgatory. Oh, right. It's obviously but, some sin that they committed. They, yeah. The religions that would purport this type of idea also think that you can murder somebody and just go like, say, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Forgive me. And, and that's and the then way you're it works. good. Right. Um, but it seems like to me, people have an innate fear of death and mortality. And this is a way, a scary way to confront death, but also to give you a little bit of uh, absolvement of fear of it because it proves that there's something there. Right. The, there's only one thought, I believe, to a conscious human being that's more terrifying of the idea that of, a, of a phantasm or a living dead ghost, and that's the idea that there's nothing. Mm -hmm. the, the, the fear of death isn't a fear of afterlife. I contest, and I've contested ever since I was a kid, if people really believed with their heart of hearts, right? Mm -hmm. That they were going to live for all of eternity in God's splendor, there would be no mourning. Yeah. If they really believed that in their heart of hearts and they died, their family and everybody would be like, huh, he's set now. Yeah, yeah. He's going to chill with Jesus and God in the kingdom. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm yeah. celebrating. This fucking guy's made it. Yeah. This is a time for... They don't do that. Yeah. They cry. They cry because they recognize a huge loss. Yeah. They recognize a loss of a cornerstone of their life, of their children's life, of their family's life, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Death is the biggest loss. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And people want to kind of skirt around it and go, oh, no, like it... No, it's death. Mm -hmm. the, the, the missing of somebody who is a great influence in your life is the greatest loss. Kurzweil is the same, the guy that thinks this, the guy that is trying to make himself into AI, to make it to the singularity. Yeah, yeah. Because he recognizes that when his dad died, he recognized that death was the greatest loss life can endure. Yeah. And it's the loss of wisdom, it's the loss of experience, it's the loss of things, lessons that young people that are unshaped need. Mm -hmm. and, and they kind of, you know, slowly slip away. I think people are terrified of the idea that death is actually final mm -hmm. and that because what it does, if you're living this almost enslaved life on this economic thing that we, we work on working 80 hours every two weeks or a hundred hours every two weeks, you know, then if you die and that's it, you wasted a ridiculous amount of your time. Yeah. That is a terrifying thought. There are so many reasons for people to be absolutely terrified of it yeah. that I think they'll even dream up reasons of going, oh, well, ghosts are real. Right. I believe in ghosts. That means that I have my place. Because the, the only thing scarier than wondering if what that place is or what it looks like or if ghosts are watching us is the idea that when you die, you're gone. You're, that's it. That's it. There is no Game consciousness. Over. There is no, not, your life comes to an end. Now, we've talked about this in the past because we've lost our, our dad and our, you know, family members and stuff. I don't believe that's the way it is. I believe if you're looking at it through an egotistical way, um, you need to exist. 
if no, you're right. looking at it in a in a in a form of like universal consciousness, you need to put out a vibe into the universe that that carries forward. Mm-hmm. That is an afterlife. That's measurable. That's right. observable. It's attainable. It's it's uh, absolutely a, a fact. Yeah. Right. Um, that's good enough for me at this point in time. But for some people, it's not. It's not good enough. Right. Right. They need to know that. Mom's looking over my shoulder because it's comfortable. Well, and this and this goes because I was kind of the same way. I was more atheist before agnostic. Mm-hmm. I was more atheist, and I kind of used to think the same thing: live your life, man. Because when you're dead, I think you're dead. Yolo, right? I mean, it's cheesy, but like, guys, what if you only live once? Yeah, and you and work and you work at a job you hate for forty. And years. if you are, if you are recycled and you're reborn as something else, you don't have the same consciousness you have right now. Right, and in you some, aren't. Some of those religions that say that, that there's this, you know, this rebirth Mm -hmm. and karma and things like that, it's an ascension. It's a leveling up. It's not like you're just there. It's like you start at the bottom and you learn through lifetimes and generations and you constantly improve yourself and better and better. It's not like you just get born again. Right. There's a purpose to what There's a purpose to it. But the, the more, especially after dad passed, um, if, if you can take any science, any, anything we know scientific towards an afterlife, um, energy, we talk about energy and how you even talk about bad energy in places like Holocaust and where terrible shit goes down. Um, energy can't be destroyed, can only be changed, manipulated. Um, the question is consciousness. Is consciousness, right? The question is most people... Under, I think even people that are uh, creationist or they're they're very devout in their faith understand that like on a matter, perspe- on a perspective of matter, yeah, you can't destroy it. Right. It'll change shape and it'll change, and we know that, and we know that bodies become worm food, and that's all part of the big chain mm-hmm. of things, even stretching into the universe. Yeah. Um, but some people, I feel, have, and it, it's totally understandable. Do you know what it's like? Or do you remember when you didn't have a consciousness? Right. Of no. course you don't. No. It, you, it, it, the age of four or five, started retaining memories mm-hmm. and building some consciousness. But you don't remember a time pre-consciousness. No. So you, how could you possibly, how could your ego, how could your inner self recognize what it's like to not be? Yeah. You can't. Your whole existence in your whole life is predicated on your ability to perceive yourself mm-hmm. as a conscious being. Mm-hmm. You've never had to sit for a day as a non-conscious entity because it's never happened. Right. You, you literally as a human being can't naturally wrap your mind around the fact that someday you won't exist. Yeah. The only thing that will exist from you that's measurable on a scientific level anyway is... Uh, how you progress your message, your work, your vision into the future. Yeah. And it, that is absolutely measurable. If people write it down, right. and your kids go on to do great things. You can go, there it is. Mm-hmm. There's my spirit working through them. But I think a lot of people think spirit and they go, no, there's a person there. That person is still there because it's very difficult to wrap your heart and mind around the idea of total loss. Yeah. Totally gone. Never coming back. Mm-hmm. It's so brutal that some people would almost ought not face it mm-hmm. and and pretend and make things up and go, there's spirits in here and I know because I heard footsteps. 
You know, because somebody walked into your house looking for you, you were terrified, you hold up in your room, they went, eh, I probably shouldn't come into her house and walked out and closed the door and you thought it was a fucking poltergeist. Mm-hmm. Shit, weird shit and coincidental shit happens all of the time. And mm-hmm. without the facts, you make up your own story. Yeah. But when I was a kid, I used to see all these pictures of ghosts, ghosts on film and that shit. That was like, fuck, there's proof. Yeah. It's film. But then a lot of times you'd find out the proof on film was like a doctored picture. Yeah. And it wasn't really proof on film at all. And a lot of the stuff that was used to prove that in seances, ghosts, it was all dog and pony shit. Yeah. And you start going, okay, well, with the advent of modern technology and phones now everywhere, with high definition cameras, we don't see any ghosts anymore. Yeah. There's nothing captured on audio. There's Mm -hmm. nothing captured on video. Mm -hmm. There's nothing captured on photo. And we have more phones on the planet than we ever had in human history. Mm -hmm. And they're all better. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to get behind the idea of the spirit, the phantasm, the ghost floating about because uh, there's just absolutely no evidence. Yeah. There's uh, that idea of a ghost doesn't in any way scare me whatsoever. I don't hear about people dying in haunted houses. Yeah. You know? So what's, uh, as as a quote unquote believer, I believe in certain things and I believe we have not all the answers, but I think that I have the answer I feel answers this i do not think that there are ghosts floating about i don't think there's ghosts in prison to a a vaporized consciousness i don't think there's any reason for it it's not logical doesn't make sense energy makes sense that doesn't Mm -hmm. that said you and i are willing to go test these energies yeah we are we are willing and put out an open challenge to anybody out there send the location Send a location, and if it's some crazy shit, like a Scottish castle... I won't lie to you. Pay, pay for us to go there, and we'll do it. I'm not going to pay just to, you know, stroke your ego. But if you believe that you have the most haunted, terrifying proof of phantasm, spirits, whatever, and you want us to go, we'll go do a podcast right in the middle of that bitch. Yep. And we'll walk around in there, and we'll show you what's up, and we'll show all the ghosts what's up, and we'll bust that shit... And we'll prove to you that we need to be focusing on some higher level shit. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's 2020. We are already in a massive panic over stupid shit. We need to let the, the paranormal thing go. Now, that said, I would love the opportunity to go to some of these places. I would too. And the pla- and, and, and here's the thing. If, if, if I go in and I, you know, we've, we've done this before. I'm, I'm going to go in. I'm not heightening myself up i'm gonna go in just like i was going into everyday cafe whatever i'll go in there and if some crazy shit happens i won't deny it yeah why would I'll, i yeah right why would i'll we? tell you that would be great that, that's another podcast because i'm not because i don't uh, uh, legit 100 percent. it's not i don't want people thinking we're stroking our ego because we're tough and we don't get scared or whatever anything like that like i said when we went to that haunted house i wanted to see some shit yeah i actually went in there like oh shit this would be crazy i've never had this experience before but we don't get scared though right I mean, to be right. completely honest right we were just talking about this a while ago about horror movies mm-hmm. i haven't seen a horror movie that legit scared me in a long, long time. time i couldn't tell you really it was it was so long ago that I couldn't really tell you the last time I felt the, a sense of dread from like, a movie. And like I said, if I watch a 
like a cool horror, like a horror movie I like that I'm like, ooh, that was different. Or like, like we talked about Hereditary. Hereditary. Midsummer. Yeah, yeah. The horror, horrific, but not like terrifying. But not, I, I wasn't scared. Right. But it's like, whoa, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, you good know? idea. Yeah, yeah. Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, yeah. Right? That There's good horror out there. It's rare, but it's good horror. But like, scare? does it scare me? Does it make me go, oh, I need to like, like I'm living in fear like a kid? Doesn't happen. Yeah. I watch movies and like I tell Ronan and Ronan like has a hard time buying on. He's like, so you just don't get scared. I'm like, no. <laughs> He's like, well, this, some of this stuff like is really scary. I'm like, you know what? When I was a kid, I was interested in movies. Yeah. I thought movies were awesome. I was a huge horror fan. Mm-hmm. So I got Fangoria magazine. Mm-hmm. Which was, if, you, if you're if you a horror fan, you better know what Fangoria is. It was awesome because they would have all these backstage views of the new horror movies being made. Yeah. And oftentimes it was, uh, there was something in there about one of the many Nightmare on Elm Streets. Yeah. And I was a huge Freddy Krueger guy, a huge Nightmare on Elm Street fan. And I'm watching them like put makeup on Robert England and put like, do all the gross, nasty opening the gut scenes and they're all like laughing and shit. And I'm like, this is just a play. Yeah, it is. The, and, and that's, I realized even at a young age, like the themes were dark, but these were just all actors in a big play. Yeah. And when I knew that, it was like I had power over it. Yeah. And now it's just entertainment and it was hard for me to get scared. Mm-hmm. The only time where you would feel uh, fright is the is if you're young and it's one of, one of those one-off one-knowns like The Exorcist. The Exorcist back in the day terrified the shit out of people. Mm-hmm. And how could it not? It's preying on your faith. Yeah. It's something right. that could shake you to your absolute core. The, the thought of something like her character existing and being possessed by a demon. When I was a kid, that shit was terrifying. Yeah. I was like, damn, there's real darkness. It's a real thing. Ah. Yeah. And now I'm like, I don't think so. Yeah, I think that I think stories like that it, again open challenge for demonic possession. If somebody can show me demonic possession, yeah. I want to witness it and the, see the power of Christ compelling. Yeah, but you know what I think a lot of that is mental illness. I do too. I think it's mental illness and people scratching themselves and people screaming like an animal because they're mentally ill. Yeah, and uh, the and under the guise of religion and faith, it's being called demonic possession. And I think in, in doing so, not all the time, but I know in the past, I think that's probably resulted in people losing their lives. Yeah. On the on the basis of faith. Yeah. Um, I I just don't get scared. I think that you and I are conscious enough individuals and aware enough individuals in our present moment to know that the the most scary elements of life are all understood very clearly. Yeah. It's all stuff that we have to deal with on a day-to-day basis, yeah. like corruption within our infrastructures and such. Yeah. Um, I, I also feel like almost on a cultural level, less and less people now believe in this type of thing, the mm-hmm. paranormal um, or uh, ghosts specifically. Well, and I think it's, before. like I said, religion. The more religion gets dumbed down and sinks to the bottom, I think... And religion is taking hits too. Yeah. Um, religion, there are, I know some people of faith that I always back because they've treated me like what I expect a, a Christly person to act like. Yeah. But um, religion in the last 15 or 20 years has taken huge hits in terms of numbers, church numbers, so on and so forth, which is interesting because you have these huge churches now, these yeah. mega churches yeah. that are like, where are you getting this money at? Mm-hmm. 
But overall, religion, organized religion, has seen dwindling numbers, mm -hmm. dwindling numbers, dwindling. More people becoming agnostic, more people claiming to be spiritual but not citing. Yep. There's a slow awakening or transcendence, I think, of these things. And it's not really surprising when we talk about things like the Catholic Church mm -hmm. and what they've dealt with in the last 40 years and what they've handed out in terms of sexual abuse. Yeah. Why would people... Why would people follow it? Well, even the Catholic Church is one of the major embodiments of faith in the world. Just a Catholic Church being found to be so corrupt and so evil takes a little bit of a bruising on those other religions. Oh, for sure. It makes people, especially young minds that are under the age of 20, go... Nope. If they've been doing that for 40 years, that religion could be doing some other bad shit too. Yep. So religion is starting to see this slow decline. Yeah. And I don't think it's, um, I think some of it is a loss of faith and a loss of uh, godliness in a way. But I think it's also people waking up and realizing that if godliness is a thing, it's not organized religion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's a connection with a higher consciousness and um, it gets down to the rate, the very root basis fundamental laws of existence love acceptance unity cooperation mm -hmm. diversity um i think people are waking up to that idea and it's nice and i think the more they wake up to that idea the more unlikely ghosts become yeah yeah you just don't to me maybe it's because i'm an adult maybe i surround myself with the people that i surround myself with i don't hear a lot of people in my social circles going I think there was a ghost. Mm -hmm. There's been some people that have had some experiences in my life, a close friend of mine that, that it scared the shit out of them and yeah. they couldn't explain it. Yeah. One of these friends um, said on a, what the hell is it? It's a haunted ship. Um, okay. Uh, the Santa Maria or something like that. I don't remember what it's called, but it's a very well-known uh, haunted ship. And when one of our mutual friends went on this thing, um, I think it was at a tattoo convention or something. Uh, he said he got a really, really bad unsettling feeling when he was in there. He said the whole ship, but specifically the area of the ship he was staying in the cabin just had a really bad negative vibe. Mm -hmm. And he lost his wedding ring in there and never retrieved the wedding ring and yeah. never left his room and said there was just a lot of stuff that happened there. Like I could tell he was kind of fucked up. Right, right. But I also think because of specific things like that situation. I, I'd like to go on that boat. I'd like to feel that. Yeah. If there is anything, or I'd like to walk around and go, okay, is this a mind trick? Is this boat just engineered weird? Yeah. And put people into a weird vibe, a claustrophobic vibe that makes them feel unsettled mm -hmm. because that's a thing that yeah. could happen. Yeah. Um, I, I have a really hard time with any of the evidence that I've been provided in the last 20 years, 25 years since I've been a logical, reasonable semi-adult yeah that ghosts are a real thing yeah. the further i get through my life the less i believe in it and the more uh, cynical i am towards the idea yeah but we're definitely open to the idea so yeah if there's somebody out there that's like i know a place that's gonna make the coke bros shit their pants <laughs> and i'm willing to and able to give them access to it so that we can go bring my uh, equipment down there and we can record a podcast about what it's like to be in the chamber of evil. Well, and that'd be cool to get like record a podcast yeah. while doing it. Yeah. So if shit does happen, you can go back. Right. And look at and, it. And we, like, we are not super high level professionals, but we have invested in good quality audio shit. Mm -hmm. So if we record there and there's any audio there with condenser mics, we'll probably pick something up. Yeah. Um, 
but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I'd love for it to happen. I'd love to go back through this editing process in this very haunted place and go, bro, there's some weird shit on here. Come Let's listen do another. To Let's follow. And up. they're like, <laughs> there's this voice that's like, guys, dude, ghosts are fucking real. I'm right here. Like you just can't hear me. I'd love to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that we're gonna hear that, but <clears throat> we haven't been everywhere. This the the spectrum of human experience is pretty limited, even for people like us that seek these types of things. We don't get these opportunities. But if there's somebody out there that would like to challenge us and put us in this situation and make us believers, we long for that. We love that opportunity. Um, I'd spend a very small amount of money to travel to a location. Uh, but if it's a crazy location and somebody was willing to bring us even to out of the country and, and we could make this thing happen, we're all for it. Um, this is an open challenge, I guess, really to ghost hunters. Yeah. To prove to us that what you're chasing around in the dark is, is real. real and not just your own imagination. whimsical imagination and beliefs. Because the last time we, we did this, that's what it was. That's exactly There were the, the quote when we were riding home, and again, the, to the paranormal investigators, I don't want to insult you. I'm sorry if you're listening to this podcast. Nerds running around in the dark. Yeah. That's what it was like. It, yeah. was, it was ghost nerds that wanted to believe in wanted ghosts. Wanted to believe it. Running around in the dark, getting mad that we didn't believe in it because when we didn't believe in it, nothing Nothing happened. Yep. This, this points to what my earlier argument is, is that a lot of these are manifested by the incredibly powerful mind and the power of suggestion. Well, and people, people that go in it as a collective, as a group, that all want to believe the same thing, they feed off each other's energy. Flock and hens. So yeah. when, when one person hears something, another person's convinced they heard it, and then it spirals. I did hear that. Oh, my God. Did now you hear I'm that? Feeling, I did hear that. It's getting colder. It's getting colder. Yeah, you guys, know, it, I just heard this. You're absolutely right, and that annoys me. Mm-hmm. When, when I've been in situations, I haven't been in many situations, but when I've been in those types of situations, I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. They're, 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 they're fishing for something. Like yeah. they want, they something. want so bad to be a part of something cool, but it's not that cool. We should have had one of us go into a room and start knocking on the wall. <laughs> just to mess with him. Just to really terrify the shit out of him. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they we're... shine the light on me and I'm like possessed covered in blood I'm here to finish you off guys we're uh <laughs> we're gonna wrap up here and close up HQ <laughs> remember they had HQ oh yeah dude and they had all the monitors up and like the whole time us and Timmy Dwight were just like what were we thinking? what 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 did we sign up for but we did we got some great lights. and I'm glad I did it yeah I am too I yeah. am too because it solidified a, what, a lot of what I thought but it was just one place well, and what's funny is there's, uh, I think Kojo still has it because she posted every once in a while, but it's like the, <laughs> the, the night vision. You? And I think of I'm just, going like this. I'm like, I'm like just kind of like chilling. I think I might have my phone out or something. Like, I don't know. But yeah, I was like. But you're like this. Yeah. I'm just there's chilling. a monitor and a, and a camera in your face and you're just one point. <laughs> like not, not like. Like pretending, like just like body language doesn't give a and shit. And I was, I was legit tired. I didn't get any sleep. But you like, were tired. If you can, if you can fall asleep, and on it. Yeah, like my shit. It, where I'm at in life right now is like, look, I'd love to experience something cool like that. So I'm gonna hang out here. I'm gonna chill. And if something comes about, I'm gonna get pretty excited mm -hmm. about it because mm -hmm. the game's changing now. I like yeah. when the game changes. But, like, I don't think the game is going to change. Yeah. I've been in a lot of quote-unquote creepy places at night 
And when I look back at them, any kind of hysterics or any kind of uh, fear was something that was uh, snowballed, mm -hmm. like you're talking right, about. Right, right. People feeding off of their own fears. And that is a microcosm of what we're seeing on a, on a uh, national and global scale right now with yeah. COVID. Yeah. People feeding off of each other's fears. Oh, we got to wear masks. Oh, we got to put goggles on. We got to do this. Guys, this isn't a 50% kill rate. It's not yeah. 25%. It's not 10%. It's not even 5%. Mm -hmm. There's no reason to do what we're doing right now outside of any other reason than you're just terrified. Yeah. And you don't know what to believe. Right. Um, a lot of the people that uh, quote seeing ghosts, of course, they have no proof whatsoever. You have to take their word on it. And there are a lot of otherwise good people, wholesome people, people with values and so on and so forth that lie through their teeth. Yeah. It happens all the time. People, I've watched a couple of videos about lies and about how most people lie like 12 times in the first 10 minutes of meeting somebody, just little white lies. Yeah, right, right, right. There's other people that have their shit more together. They're a little bit more honest about who they are. But even if I've got this good, wholesome dude, and because of his experience, his level of paranoia and hysterics in, an, in a dark room, and he sees a flash of light from a car moving, and he thinks that fucking thing is a ghost that flew across the wall. Oh, I saw this woman, and she shot across the wall, and now we're watching Unsolved Mysteries, and it's like a woman who's like, I'm a ghost. <laughs> but really, it was just a car light, and the dude was scared out of his right. fucking mind. That's usually what happens. Yeah. And I, the older I am, the more I've wanted to look for these type of experiences. I never had them. Yeah. I've, I've actually sought out situations, like I said, in Farrar school, where I was like, look, why not throw myself into the darkness here? Why not go see, by myself? Why not see if there is some actual conscious entity here and I go into the darkness and I'm alone, if it's going to come out at any point mm -hmm. in time, it's going to be right here. Yeah. And what happened was, I walked into the darkness and then saw everybody's flashlights like five minutes later following up behind me. And I, by that point in time, like I happened, like happened when I was a kid, my eyes had already adjusted to the light. I could see pretty much shapes and everything around me. And I knew that I was just in a building. Yeah. I was in a building in the dark with no noises, no white noise, no outside car traffic out in the middle of nowhere where every sound is a ghost. Yeah. Every streak of light is a ghost. Mm -hmm. Every piece of dust in your camera that flashes in the flash is a ghost. No, yeah. it's not. It's a piece of dust. Yeah. It's a speck of dust. Yeah. And there's almost always an explanation. So if there's a place where things defy explanation and there's terror, look us up. We'll go there. We'll stand in the face of the phantasm. But I, I'm not crossing my fingers. Yeah. I would love to be challenged by somebody that's like, we will make little bitches out of you boys. You think you're big tough fighters, you come into Castle Transylvania or whatever, you'll be shitting your pants. Yeah. I'll bring it. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll I'm, do it. I'll sign up for it. But I promise you that is not going to happen. And if it does happen, it'll be pure entertainment. We will we'll, we'll take care of it. Yeah. Coke Bros is on the scene. Yeah. Uh, bro, I think that's about an hour. We got two podcasts here. We got a little something. Um, we'll take a break, let you get back to sleep, let me get back to sleep. Um, we're going to record our next podcast. I've got a, a couple things I wanted to go over with you, but conspiracies is what I'd like to talk about next. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the demonization of the word conspiracy theory or conspiracy theorist. Mm -hmm. uh, when we grew up, a conspiracy theory was an idea that there was a conspiracy that had not yet been proven. Yeah. Now a conspiracy theory or a conspiracy theorist is crazy. You're crazy. <laughs>
it's people that uh, they entertain doubt in their yeah. government or in the ruling class that rules them, and they're inconvenient. Mm -hmm. They ask too many questions. Mm -hmm. uh, they they look at things like history and try to make logical decisions about where this thing might be headed. Uh, now, when you say conspiracy theory, when you just say the two words, people go quack. Yeah. When you say conspiracy theorist, people look, they, they imagine somebody like the Unabomber, Ted Kaczynski sitting in a shack out in the middle of the woods with, you know what I mean? They yeah, do. they do. Um, when this conspiracy theorist turns out to be right, and now it's not a conspiracy theory and they're not a conspiracy theorist, it's just a conspiracy. Mm -hmm. All of the people that belittled this person and demonized this term. Quiet. Yeah. They're all quiet. Mm -hmm. And this person is not usually going out there going, I told you stupid motherfuckers, like, no. this is the way it goes. But all of the people that were demonizing that person and belittling them and calling them a quack and doing that are silent. And yeah. in the situation where that quack or that conspiracy theorist has a bunch of food stored up and the shit really hits the fan and they need some of that food, then they're the best friend. <laughs> yep. But we're, we are now at a point in human history where just doubting is almost criminal. Yeah. We're just going, well, hey, hang with me here. All throughout American and modern civilized history, our owners have fucked us over. Mm -hmm. And they've, they've, they've uh, committed acts of conspiracy multiple times, the ones that we're going to talk about in our podcast. Why shouldn't I doubt them here? You nut job. Yeah. You're going to watch Shut Fox <laughs> all day. You're going to watch CNN all day and you're going to call me a nut job because I watch both of them and try to make some kind of balanced informed decision. Right, right. Because I entertain the notion that the people that have been proven corrupt time and time again and are still being proven corrupt to this day. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for a reason why they may try to treat us poorly or be corrupt again and you want to tell me You want to go against it? Because you don't want to face the truth. Yeah. Because you don't want to be held accountable for letting pieces of shit like that run you and enslave you yeah and so now conspiracy theorists all the conspiracy theorists from 10 years ago they're all right now they're all mm -hmm. right all the shit that they said was going to happen is happening right now and do you have people going back that doubted them and talked shit to them going you know what they're, these guys actually were absolutely right, right. they said all no, this was no nope. you don't have that you have you need to put on your mask yeah you're yeah. still sleeping yeah yeah you're you were sleeping back then and now you're getting mad at me for being awake back then and telling you to fuck off yeah. and not wear my mask. Yep. You were telling yep. me I was a kook back then and now you're judging me because exactly what I said was going to happen happened. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to comply with our general's orders. Well, and even, even what are called conspiracy theories now aren't conspiracies. Right. But people are still trying to hold on to the fact that's that's how much people don't want to believe right things are going down there things are coming out this year has been fucking huge on multiple levels but shit's coming out we're 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 showing that it's fact shit's real and and people are still dancing around it they're trying to take as much time as they can to dance around it. To hope it goes real. away. Which is fucking crazy. Because to the, hope it, it's willful ignorance. The whole the whole point, like, cons it, it, because it's conspiracy theory doesn't make it bad. Right. You should, you, right, you know? You should like always they, doubt. Right, right. People think, oh, that's bad. I don't want that to be the case, so therefore it's not true. Well, no, that's fucking dumb. Because if something bad's going on, 
You're supposed to stop. You're supposed to stop it, right? Or you want it to stop. That, that in my mind, helps all of us. But you want to sit here and twiddle your thumbs and, and just not believe. We're, just not believe. We're supposed to look at history and learn from history. Mm-hmm. That's why history is so important. The development of critical thinking and logic, mm-hmm. right? So that we can go, where have we kind of fucked up in the past? Well, let's not do that again. Yeah, yeah. Pretty basic shit. Yeah. What his history told us time and time again, our owners are corrupt. They enslave us. They test on us. They do these horrible, horrible things. They seed crack into the inner cities in the 80s. And like they do all of this shit. And then people of the modern era, after we've talked about this, after these politicians die or these people that are involved go, well, that wouldn't happen now. Based on what evidence what? ever <laughs> in history right. would that not happen right now? Yeah, you, it's, You're playing a willful, ignorant part in this game where you just pretend like this. You're the person that says world peace won't happen because yeah. you're bought and sold. Mm-hmm. You, you're a part of this system already. You're the person that's going to say that they wouldn't do that when 20 years ago or 30 years ago or 10 years ago or five years ago in a yet-to-be-declassified report, they did it. Yeah. They've always been doing it. They've always been doing it. So when you call a conspiracy theorist, who at this point is probably just likely right, Mm -hmm. some kind of quack or a nut job, you're willfully going, I'm a party to this. I'm going to turn the other cheek and let whatever's happening happen because there's nothing one person can do about it. And the sad thing is, that's not even an individual choice. That's where the people have been led. Right. They've been led to going, well, I'm powerless. Yeah. You're powerless until you get together. And yeah. then you're all powerful. well, and that's that's the crazy thing too, because you're told you're free, you're told you you have a voice, but then subconsciously you know you're powerless. Yeah, and you know that you're a slave. You do. Yeah. You do. I'm not a slave. I'm a paid. Okay. What's the Federal Reserve? I don't. I don't need to know that. All well, right. All right. Well. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell so me how they slave. run the world? So you're a slave, and you don't know it. Yes. Okay. And in you know what's really strange, and this will be controversial. A lot of slaves in American history, they didn't realize that they were slaves. Mm-hmm. They had been born and raised on a plantation and treated fairly humanely in some instances and just thought that was that's, their way that's, of life. That's how it was. And when people said, hey, you're not free, they went. Uh, some of these slaves looked around at the, the country and the state of affairs and how minorities were treated and went, I'm fucking staying here. Yeah. Like, I get treated pretty good on this plantation compared to some of the shit I know, know going on down the road. Mm-hmm. I'm staying here. Those people got demonized for that, too. But a very large populace of slaves in any culture, in any point in history, if they're treated even moderately good, think about it. They're born into it. Yeah. They, they don't, don't know even any. know. Yeah. They have no context or understanding of freedom. They don't even have an education. How could they? Yeah. Fast forward to now. State-sponsored education. Everybody lumped into these these tight social circles in these metropolises. Mm-hmm. All these people fielded into prisons for crimes that don't really have any criminal intent behind them. Yeah. Victimless crimes. This is all slavery 101. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is the slavery for the people's mind. It's to get people convinced that they're free and they're liberated. When I can do more free shit in another country. Yeah. A socialist country. Right, right. For, yeah. for that matter. Yep. So the, the conspiracy theory thing, we're going to talk about specific conspiracies and we're going to say Google this and Google that. 
And you're going to learn about how the how the United States government at time has conspired against our own service people and our own American citizens. We're going to talk about that so people can go into it and look it up. We're not going to just be like, oh, the government hates us. We're going to give you actual examples and then let our, our listeners decide. Do you think that they're still doing this? Right. Do you think they still have the capacity to do it? And why are you trying to demonize me for doubting the people that have proven to be so witting, uh, unwaveringly corrupt? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So stop. Own up to it. Wake the fuck up. This podcast is made possible by Gail and Douglas Koch and the Family Hard Drive. 